Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Bulk Fitness and Performance Podcast. Today, I'm sitting here with Justin. Hey guys, good to be back. Thanks for having me, Greg. Uh, of course. And today, what we're going to talk about is someone came up to me the other day. They weren't part of the Bulk community or anything, but kind of what they asked me and why I thought it was important to talk about is they came up to me and said, well, I haven't done any strength training or anything like that my entire life and I'm 52 years old. Why should I start now? What's the point of it? Yeah. And that's kind of where I want to go today. So, Jess, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so I think there's a, a few really important considerations there, right? It's like as we get older, uh, we know that there are certain things that start to decline, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing, there's, there's, there's our inevitable declines, but we can minimize them and we can push them off further and further. So, for example, mm-hmm. we tend to lose muscle mass as we age okay. exponentially. As we get older, muscle mass decreases if we don't do something about that, right? Mm-hmm. Bone uh, mass and bone mineral density, right? The density of our bones starts to degrade. Like all of our tissues start to degrade with <clears throat> age and with time, and that's a natural part of the, the aging process, right? And so you're talking about muscle, bone, tissue. Why is that important? Like, what's what's the so, point? So you know, muscles are what move our bones, right? Mm-hmm. Muscles also are what protect our bones and joints because they allow us to produce force on the ground. So let's say, um, you know, we stumble or fall, right? So for example, like in order to protect ourselves, we have to be able to push into the ground and apply force to the ground. Where our muscles are the things that allow us to do that, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't have enough muscle mass on our body, we don't have enough muscle mass, we can't produce those forces into the ground. Now all of a sudden those forces go into like our joints, our bones, we end up with a fracture in a bone or a, or a dislocation in a joint, right? So this is why there are, I think I saw the study or a study the other day, um, the inability to get on and off the ground in older adults is a, is a huge um, correlate to early death and mortality. Right. Wow. So, and, and like those those things, those simple functioning things, as you get older, are important to be able to do. But you can't do that if you don't have muscle in your body. Or let's say you fall, and you end up with a serious injury, and you can't get up. Right. That happens earlier and earlier to people who don't have strength, who don't have muscle, and who don't have those tissues well developed. Mm-hmm. So, from a health perspective, right, that's incredibly important to be able to maintain those things so that you know as you get older you are able to, to maintain a sense of um, you know, ability to move through space and handle your body so that you don't end up with these injuries, right? Yeah, and I think it's just important too because you just want to hang out with your kids, right? Most right. of the time people come in the train and it's like, well, what do you want to work on? Like, why are you here? And it's, well, I just want to be able to get up on and off the ground, play with my grandson or daughter, and kind of still be able to do the stuff I want. And if you don't have any, from what you're saying there, right? If you go hiking and you fall and you break a hip, what is it past like 70 years old? Your bone mass density uh, drastically drops over decades, right? Yeah. And then you have a higher chance of breaking a hip, right? Yeah. Wouldn't you love the ability to uh, kind of fight that battle? Yeah, do that? absolutely. And so there's another end to this too, which is uh, muscle is an incredibly important tissue for blood sugar regulation, okay. right? So glycogen, which is the stored form of sugar, right, in our body, it's where carbohydrate goes to be stored in our tissues, muscle is a huge store of glycogen, right? So number one, um, if we want to regulate our blood sugar well and avoid things like type 2 diabetes, which is more and more common in today's world, right? Mm -hmm. 
um, we need to have a good amount of muscle mass on our frame because that muscle mass provides a store for that sugar, for that carbohydrate, for that glucose in the form of glycogen. So instead right? of just free floating all over the place, it actually has a use. Now. Yeah, or instead of creating a situation where we end up with wildly dysregulated blood sugar, right, which can lead to type 2 diabetes over time, uh, we can actually now regulate our blood sugar, which is going to push that off for a long haul, right? That's number one. Number two, muscle is also going to be energetically uh, costly, right? Mm -hmm. So our body has to utilize energy utilize calories in order to maintain that muscle, right? It's like anything else in our body, like it costs to keep that maintained, right? Mm -hmm. So if I have more muscle on my frame, I now have potentially more resting caloric expenditure to keep that muscle like alive and able to function. So Still right away. Still just be able to use it, right? Right. Use it or lose it. it. <laughs> exactly. So in order to now, in order to do that, I'm going to have a lower resting caloric expenditure. That's good for things like body fat. That's good thing for things like body composition, right? So the more, like to a degree, the more muscle you have on your frame, which is developed through strength training, mm -hmm. now you have more ability to minimize um, how much body fat you're going to store by taking in a lot of calories. You have somewhere to put those calories to use, right? So that's mm -hmm. another one that's incredibly important. And then as you get older, right, you also want to do things that are active, right? Mm -hmm. And so pickleball is becoming more common. Recreational sports like golf, right? All of these different things that people like to do, um, sometimes when they retire, sometimes just because more of their friends are doing it, those things involve really high forces, right? Those are intense activities that sometimes we don't look at as intense, but there's a lot of intensity to them. Yeah. If you're not well developed from a strength perspective, if you can't produce force and handle forces that are going through your body as you do things like change directions or swing a golf club and rotate and put a lot of force into the ball, those can also lead to injury or just decreased performance, right? Yeah, I think like sport, like rotational based sports like golf, pickleball, right? I think that's kind of underestimated how much force actually gets applied to it like yeah. yeah you're not seeing the amount of weight that you're doing but say you weigh 100 pounds and you're running at five miles an hour and then all of a sudden you have to stop and change direction and move back in the opposite direction like that's a lot of force yeah. you then have to overcome and push back in the opposite direction yeah. if you don't have any muscle to... mass ready to do that like how are you gonna how are you gonna prepare for that yeah. how is your body ready for that think of those soft tissues as shocks on the car right mm. they are going to help to dissipate those forces going through your body as opposed to just having that impact going very locally to certain areas right and for anybody who has going out and played a sport like tennis, like pickleball, like golf for the first time in a very long time, or if they do it for the first time ever, they come in and they're like, wow, I was so sore in different places I didn't even know I had. And that's just an indicator of, of some of those forces going through your body. Mm -hmm. So maintaining a strength training regimen is so important. And let's even say running, right? Some people really like to go for a run or a jog. Running uh, is one of those things where people think of it as like a very low cost activity, but really the impact forces of running are pretty high. I and mean, you're basically jumping. <coughs> yeah, time. and yeah. you're doing it over and over and over and over again. Quite right? a few steps, yeah. <laughs> so really, even in the even in the running community, strength training is underappreciated, right? Mm -hmm. So if you want to be able to go for a jog, right, or you want to be able to even go out for a long walk or a hike, and as you said, play with your grandkids, right? These things involve being able to handle the forces that are imposed on our body when we move through space. Strength training is an incredibly important way to allow us to manage those forces and to make sure that 
our tissues of our body stay healthy while, as we said before, maintaining good uh, blood sugar regulation, right? As well as good body composition. Um, so that's incredibly important. And finally, like as you get older, you, you want to look good. You want to feel good, right? Yeah. You want to feel good about yourself. Um, and a lot of people use the word toning, right? So like, how do I tone something? Well, number one, I need to lose body fat. But number two, I need to make sure that I build muscle in that area so that it is defined, so it is visible, right? So that I can see it. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to look good naked and feel good about your body. Yeah. And as you get older, as we mentioned from the beginning, like muscle starts to go away, right? It starts to disappear if we don't maintain it. And body composition also tends to get a little bit worse as that happens. So if you haven't strength trained your whole life and you've been happy with your body composition, that's great, but your body's not gonna stay that way forever. Nope. So you may, you need to start and it's never too late, right? You can always pick up the strength training <clears throat> habit and gain tremendous benefit from it um, you know, right away just from beginning regardless of what age you are. Mm -hmm. And then also on the flip side too, like it's never too late to start, but also at the same time, it's always better to start as early as you can. Like Mike put out a post the other day that says, there's an immediate cost to being healthy. Money, at time, money, and effort. There's a deferred cost to being unhealthy. Time, money, and effort. Pay now or pay later 100%. with interest, right? 100%. So either which way, you're gonna need it. If you wanna live to be 100 years old, if you wanna live to be, if you wanna be able to do everything for the entire duration of your life, you kinda gotta invest some of that time and effort in now, right? 100%. That way down the line, it's only gonna get harder. It's 100%. only gonna get harder. The thing of it, like I think there's a saying where it's like, uh, what's you know, what's the best time to start something new? It would've been like 20 years ago. What's yeah. the next best time? Right now, yeah. right? So it's like, don't sit there and think like, oh, I should've started this earlier. No point in starting now. It's like, there's always a point in starting now. You will gain tremendous benefit from it. Um, and regardless of what age you are, whether it's 40, 50, 60, even 70, right? Mm -hmm. those, those, those things can go a long way towards maintaining your health, your longevity, um, your ability to live on your own if you're really getting older at that point, right? To have independence, super important. Uh, we were even watching something on, I think it was Amazon Prime the other day, you know, this guy going around to different parts of the world where people live to like be a hundred in small pockets. Mm -hmm. um, What's that and, called? I, uh, that. I, I forget the name of it. It was something about Just blue zones. <laughs> I know. But check it out. I mean, I'm sure you can find it. It's, it's pretty popular right now. But basically he's going around the world and looking at different pockets of the world where there are really long and high uh, living rates, like a high population of uh, people living over a hundred. And he's trying to identify different common factors between them, right? And most of it is exactly what we talk about in terms of, you know, eating a good, healthy diet sourced from, from mostly, like, whole foods, right, that are grown with quality sources, maintaining a very active lifestyle, maintaining social engagement, resting, sleeping, not being too stressed, things like that. But one of them that was interesting was a lot of these areas are in hilly and, like, kind of, like, steep sections of the world, right? They have very hilly areas. And walking up and down those hills and up and down those steps every single day is a major part of these people's lifestyles, even into their hundreds, right? And so, like, walking up a hill or doing, like, a hike, like, that's a form of resistance training, right? Yeah. Because you are having to push your body up that hill with every step. And so I think that just level of activity and maintaining the ability to produce force 
is so important because it maintains muscle mass and it even builds muscle mass. And that does all of the good things that we've already mentioned so far. Yeah, and even if it's not in a hilly area, like I know I put out a short video a little while ago basically saying that the obesity rate in the entire U.S. is like 42.4% and the obesity rate in just New York City is 27.9%. Like that's, it's pretty significant. Yeah. But that's also just saying like, what do we have access to here? Cars. What do we do? Drive everywhere. Everywhere. When you're in the city, what do you not have access to? Probably a car. And if you do, it's probably in a good parking spot and you're never going to want to move that thing. But what do they do? They have to walk everywhere. So I think it's under, now, that's a very high stressful environment. Sure. For sure. But it's underestimated the amount of things that you can do to kind of just help promote more health and fitness and move, right? It just goes to show. But at the same time, all, uh, doing all of one thing isn't going to be the best, right? You kind of have to find that, that mold of aerobic training, strength training, right? Yep. That way you can kind of create that longevity for life. Yeah, and it's, I mean, this one hits home with me because my dad's in his mid to upper 60s now. Um, he's been a runner his whole life, played tennis, like athletic guy. Um, but hate, hated strength training, wanted nothing really to do with it. Taught me how to do it a little bit, but never really maintained a consistent um, kind of strength training regimen. And now he's retired, he wants to work out all the time, but all he really likes to do is run, right? And that has led to some problems, some musculoskeletal problems, like hip problems, back problems, things like that, because of the repeated activity of running and the repeated stress while not having the physical strength and force production capabilities to handle that, right? So we've had to kind of start to diversify his workouts a little bit. Um, and, and I think he's going to see the health benefits of that in a number of different areas as he continues to get older. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, no, there's no time that's bad to start tra- strength training. And again, like it has countless benefits that you can't just get from cardiovascular workouts or from any sort of other workouts you can get. Strength training is unique and more and more the studies are showing how much benefit there is not only to those physical elements we talked about, but also cognitive health. Uh, reducing the risk of anxiety and depression, things like that, um, and specifically strength training, independent of just aerobic fitness. You would think that it's just fitness in general, that it's just that strength training has very large impacts on that. And even taking it to the other end, um, recent research has shown that strength training in young kids actually improves performance in school, mm-hmm. independent of aerobic training, even more so than concurrent training, which would be aerobic fitness and strength training. Hmm. Strength training alone had a more impactful uh, impact on their ability to like perform in school and different cognitive tests. So there's a lot of benefits to it, more so than just you know any other form of fitness. So it should absolutely, doesn't need to be the only thing you do. In fact, it shouldn't be, but it should certainly be part of what you do. Totally, yeah. And so last thing I have for you before we leave off today, I hope your answer is a little bit better than Tom's, because Tom's answer was a little gross last time. But if I were to give you a million dollars, right, but you had to consume a liquid-only diet for the next year, would you do it? No solid foods allowed. You'll still get all the nutritional value. You can blend up your whatever, but you cannot consume any solid food for a year. I do love my protein shakes in the morning. Can you eat those for a year? I can live off coffee, and I love beer. Um. (laughs) 365 days, not an ounce of solid food. No, I need that fifty-two ounce tomahawk steak yeah. every now and then. So no, I don't. I don't think it's happening. That way you can get some jars yeah. dropping at the amount of steak that you can eat. I'm a, I'm a simple man. I don't know what I'm <laughs> I'm doing with a million dollars anyway, other than food, coffee, and beer. So <laughs> I'm fine. I'm just gonna keep eating. Tom can have the million.
<laughs> Sounds like a plan then. Tom said he was just going to blend up his cheeseburger and that's gross. Oh, uh, yeah. See, no, I yeah. can't do that. I need, to, I need something to chew on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. You have a great rest of your week.